0: Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's so special about Hero Bread soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.
1: Okay. You're yeah. <laughs> just getting talk, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, how about that how about that weather today, huh? It's good. It's a sunny day. A sunny what is day the here. Like
2: that for you? What is the weather there for you?
1: What in November? Yeah. I think you have pretty good guess. guesses very good, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> it's snowing here. Wow. That's exciting. That's yeah. better than just being cold. Yeah. I enjoy the snow. Big yeah. of it. Yeah. Checking out the uh the re-edit of Rocky Four tomorrow night.
2: Yes, I heard about this. And then we're doing our not not live show.
1: Yeah, spoilers, um, spoilers. Hello, everyone. This
2: yesterday.
1: I didn't see you guys there. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Distraction Fightful YouTube Distraction page. That's what it's called, right?
2: Uh, yeah, Fightful Distraction. YouTube.com slash Fightful Distraction.
1: Distraction Fightful Distraction. Yeah. Um, we're here again to talk about the World Wrestling Federation's latest mass release round. Not, you know very difficult at this point to come on until you guys I'm shocked by anything i am not you guys know that i was I, shocked by the timing yes okay so here's the thing jeremy lambert i don't know how you want to approach this i'm going to set my stall immediately here okay i'm going to make it very clear what i intend okay. to do i do not intend to talk about the moral good and bad of the world wrestling federation because i think anyone with a clue had figured that out many years ago and if they hadn't, then they would have certainly figured it out over the last 18 months. I understand that. I'm not here to get into the consumption of said content. People can watch what they want. I ain't going to tell them they're right or they're wrong. I personally would like to just kind of generally discuss the men and women involved in these releases and what we think about, you know, moving forward, where they could go. I know that's kind of controversial in some places of the internet because they've, you know, I, I completely get it. But let's be completely honest here, Jeremy discussing what's next for them is better than us just kind of sitting here and, like, just wallowing in our own kind of, well, wrestling's bad, you know? I don't really achieve anything.
2: Right. I 100%. I know a lot of people went live yesterday after –
1: after it all happened and everything
2: were you were you still doing the tew show
1: with yes we were yeah we was like okay. two and a half hours deep and then all these releases like come on bro! It was ridiculous timing ridiculous yeah
2: oh dude i was i was at the girlfriend's house and doing laundry and i checked my phone and i'm like releases happened i gotta i gotta go yeah. back to to the office and just you know took care of work um yeah i, I didn't i didn't even really want to talk about it because right. what's there. Like, what's there to talk about in that sense of, all right, they did it yes. again. Like, what are you going to do? So I'm much happier just talking about, hey, let's talk about, like, the future of, of these yeah. uh, of, of these men and women. I do have – I think we will get into a little bit of kind of what WWE may, may have screwed up because I do have at least thoughts on a couple of them of, like, how, how did this happen? And, of course, we should have seen this happen, seen this coming with them. Mm-hmm.
1: That's fine, absolutely. And, I mean, you know, there's, there's definitely something to be said for what this means for their product, um, the quality of their product, what it means, and all that good stuff. There is a conversation to be had. I don't think today is the time to have it between you and I. I may bring it up on tonight's Late Night Grim where things are a little bit, you know, we can kind of go long form. Um, I think there's a conversation to be had about how viable a third promotion actually is beyond our cutesy tweets about Jeff Jarrett. We'll, uh, you and I will tackle that on a big set of distraction one day. But I think all you just said is fine. I mean, we both have a couple of names that we, we like. We know we're fans of, and we can circle and talk about. It's just, it is really difficult to be quite honest with you. To be kind of sincere and in my surprise or even disappointment, you know, because yeah. it's just like, well, I'm gonna be honest to you guys. Like the, the one act that everyone is talking about, and rightly so, is Hero. Yeah, but like. I
2: look do do I think they should have been released absolutely not once they got called up to the main roster and I put it in the title because I wanted to talk about this they never stood a chance on the main roster because we know how that how that works that act is not for a 70 year old white man it's no. just not and they never stood a chance once they got to the main roster and you could see it almost immediately and if you mm-hmm. didn't see it immediately I don't know but it never stood a chance on the main roster. It, it immediately lost everything that they had special in NXT. And then, of course, b was released two weeks into it, and they maybe even like a week into it. And now they're released two weeks later. So I don't think they ever stood a chance on the main roster. Does this mean they should have been released? Absolutely not. But they, we know how that main roster works, right, Joseph? That right. group, for, th- for that audience of one, wasn't going to work.
1: It wasn't um I think hit row is a really interesting act to kind of put a bow on that run because they've they actually had a tiny little existence like yeah I when I did the deal where I did 24 um 24 features in a day swerve was one of them and I want to say that was July and it felt like they were just getting going with hit row in July you know and here we are four months later the the wrestling timeline has accelerated dramatically. Like, There was a a few years there where it felt like everything was frozen still in WWE. The last two years have certainly not been that. Careers are coming and going in the blink of an eye. It's actually quite quite distressing how quickly that stuff's unfolding. Hit Row is an act that when I first saw them, I thought it was money main event. There were other times I saw them in a different presentation where I was less keen. Um, Swerve is a special talent. Yes. And I don't say that to disparage the other guys and, and b You know, I think Ashanti Adonis has a great look. Top Dollars certainly has something to offer and, and b the same. Um, but Swerve is the guy that you look at and actually say he could be a top heel in any promotion that, you know, has a clue and wants to do good professional wrestling. So that's a big one. Um, but as you said, like, you know, it would be really – almost insincere if I came on here and was like, I can't believe Vince McMahon didn't see the money in Hit Row, you know? Like, of course he didn't see it. And there's a lot of people that lie to themselves about how that company's evolved. And you don't have to go, that, like, listen, they've done a better job in that regard for a while. But that doesn't mean that the guys in charge are any different, you know? Like, look at look at the track record of when you have Vince McMahon and a creator from Bruce Pritchard, and you have Johnny Ace as the head of town. Like, this dude, no. it's, it's an outdated, you know, Um, Front office, and it's wild how quickly things have changed. You know, when we started doing the distraction, it felt like no one would ever leave that place, and now no one feels safe. And I don't need to tell anyone this because everyone knows that I've I concluded it's a long time ago. But professional wrestling is built on emotional investment, and you are training the hardcore part of your fan base. They have nothing. They have no reason to invest now. Do I think this will have any impact on their business? Not really. No. And that's the really sad part. And if I'm being honest with myself, do I think that, like, there's a world in which all of these releases help, like, an impact or an MLW or a NWA. And they certainly could make the product better. But, like, if we're being really honest with ourselves, Jeremy, they won't improve those companies' business. And wrestling is getting in a really dangerous place in that regard right now where – there's only we we no longer can just do this blanket like, well, it'll be what's best for these guys, you know. They can go and prove themselves stars elsewhere. I don't know, man. That would that feels kind of phony at this point. Like AEW's got 130 wrestlers on board, I think, or something crazy like that. Like there's not there's not the plethora of real there's opportunities, but not in like the real big time sense that we would like, you know?
2: I mean, AEW is obviously the place to, to kind of showcase yourself. The The other companies, too, ROH is, is pretty much, they're going on hiatus if nothing else, right? Like, yeah. That would have been a platform for people and they couldn't even stay afloat during all of this. Impact, I don't know what their platform is. There's good stuff in the independent scene. I actually wanted to go through and like see of all of the releases these past two years of who is still like out there doing well and everything like still kind of wrestling. Cause a lot of these people just kind of like got out. It, it killed, yep. like it killed a lot of motivation for them. And, and I, I'm not even saying they're wrong for that. Cause that, that's, that's what WWE does, right? Like they, right. they like they do it within their system of break you down to build you back up. And then sometimes they break you down and then release you. And, and then it's on your own to build yourself back up. And that's tough to do. That's well, very tough to do.
1: We have the chat here as a as kind of a tool to use. So I would like us to try our best here, because I don't know where this conversation would go, but now you bring it up, I'm interested. Let's try and think of some names that have been cut over the last 18 months that you kind of were unsure about their future that have found a, a real spot. So for example, I'll give you Ty Conte is a perfect example. If you'd have told me when Ty was released she wouldn't wrestle again, I'd have been like, sure, I don't, you know, I don't know a lot about her background. She's obviously doing great. Um, who else fits that description? That someone that didn't have a real Steve Macklin's a good one. I like that yeah. one. Macklin's definitely good. Because the truth is, is you can't compare. It's like guys like Miro, it's like come on. Like he was he was gonna find out. Cardone is interesting. I kinda had faith in him and in Myers, but I get it. He's definitely reinvented himself. Yeah. You get what I'm saying, yeah. right, Jeremy? Like right. Nero, like, he was like a fringe top guy in WWE. He was going to make money somewhere in professional yeah. wrestling. It's different to some of these latest releases of guys that have barely found their foot in the industry. Honors a perfect Yeah, yeah. 2.0 okay. is good, yeah. I didn't think they were going to go to AEW. That was a real triumph for those guys. They've done well. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the uh, names that fell through the cracks. I mean, there were a couple of guys that Impact added at Slammiversary. Like, which aren't even, they yeah, are. but they they were cut <laughs> the the April before. Yeah, they Remember were cut in April 2020.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like No Way and um, who else was it?
1: Matthew Ray. Ray, Ray, Ray yes, yeah, Drama King. Yeah. Yeah, he, and he,
2: he's still there, right? I think so. He does his podcast. Like, he seems to be
1: doing yeah. well with his podcast. He? He's, yeah, he seems like a good guy. I just yeah. – it's the point is that he was a free agent for legitimately over a year, you know? Right, right. And I also don't know what he's doing with his Is he on a contract or he's just coming in and out? I don't know. Um, I look at the NWA and they're the one that really just – they get under my skin because there is, like, actually a fan base that wants – there is an actual fan base that wants to, like, care about NWA and they just don't seem to be out – like yeah, we got Darius Lockhart. And we've also just got this guy that no one wants to see, and it's like, good lord, man! Please get out of your own way, Billy Corgan. You know. Um, they,
2: I mean, like they're they're bringing in now Austin Aries and these guys, and it's like, yeah, they could have hit on on some of them. I, I don't know. There there were, cert- there were certainly enough people that AEW wasn't going to pick up that they could have yeah. had their
1: shot at right. I assume so. It just depends. The money is obviously the big yeah. So that's the elephant in the room with like yeah MLW too, right? Yeah. Where it's like, there's a lot of these guys that I'd like to see wrestle some of these MLW talents, but like, are they going to actually get to go there? Like, I don't know. So it's it's very difficult. um What is your prediction? And again, folks, I understand predictions. Maybe it's too soon. Is better. At least we're gonna see what they do next. You know, I'm gonna cover that stuff. Jeremy knows, like I cover those impact specials when no one in the world wants me to. I mean, it's just the right There's thing to do. Tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. So on Monday, like I, my intention is that will be my part of the show. I'm not watching the Survivor thing. Um. So, what is your instinctual reaction when I say where will Swerve end up? Will it be with Row around him still in AW? Will they do that elsewhere? What do you think?
2: I think the other guys would very much like if Swerve stuck with it. Row, I that it's really it really comes down to Swerve, right? Because I don't think that act goes to AEW. I I just don't. And I think if Swerve wants to go to AEW, he can go. So it really comes down to: Do I want to continue to do this act, or do I want to go to AEW and kind of be? A singles guy with the possibility, yeah. and maybe AEW wants it, but of but the possibility that I'm not going to be with these guys.
1: Right. So it's difficult because there is a world in which, if done correctly, Hitro does raise his ceiling somewhat. Yeah. There's another way where you just go, ah, that overcomplicates things. Just like Swerve, sort of be a top heel, you know? It's difficult. I'm um, looking at the chat here. Uh, yes, this was Austin Aries talk. More than half of the releases joined the, the company after the last video game came out. Good world, <laughs> man. Contract security. Um, hit Row's interesting. I think – I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it feels like we can be pretty confident that John Morrison and Ty Valkyrie are going to find a promotion to share, I would guess. Yeah. Maybe go back to Impact. but Impact, we- do, do some dates with AAA again. John Morrison is like, and everyone knows this. The watch, this, like, I'm not like a huge fan of his, but he is such an awesome example of like how unfair that system is. Yeah, in you know, like whatever they give him, he tried his absolute best and got it over. And every time they put him inside the ropes, he had a great match, and he got no reward for that. Yeah. Not even like a, not even a tiny little. You know, token little push on TV. He got Dude, nothing.
2: He, man. he came back in January 2020, so he came back in the the. I guess it would be technically before the Thunderdome stuff. Um, yeah. So so he comes back in, in January, and he's immediately back into his team with Miz. After he had like he had a good run outside of WWE. Yeah. Like the the Lucha Underground stuff was good. I enjoyed his impact stuff. Like he had a good run. You're just like all right, we're gonna put you back here with Miz. He does the stuff with Miz. Yeah, it's. It's your WWE comedy, and it wasn't for me, but there was an audience who enjoyed that, and he did well with it. It he he got some of that shit over that dipstick, whatever the fuck. It was, it was over, called. yeah. When I was
1: at the live event, it was over.
2: Like he got he got that stuff over, and when Miz turned on him, I legit saw this on my timeline, Joseph. I don't know if you paid attention to it. When Miz turned on, people were like, "This is the big baby face push we're waiting for." With yes, John
1: there were people legitimately. I'm not trying to be a dick here, but. There were people that really were tweeting shit like this is his time. Yeah. And it's like, I just,
0: it amazes me
1: that our general cynicism is dismissed by these people (laughs) after all the evidence that's ahead of them now, you know, amazes me. He
2: was supposed to have the match with Miz the following week, which would have been stupid, but Miz did Dancing with the Stars. So instead they did what was even dumber and they just had him lose the cross who, you know, let that play out. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, that, and that's, again, that was what I was referring to earlier. Like, for the longest time, it felt like guys just stayed in one position forever in WWE. Man, has that changed as of late. You look guys like Keith Lee and Karrion Cross and Swerve and all the hit row and, and even um, Tegan, you know? Like, that's yeah, I mean, that, there's a lot, and so we'll get into her in a moment. But yeah. the, the idea that, like, careers have really changed dramatically in the last two years in a way that frankly, WWE's like kind of over-the-top talent holding had kind of prevented that from being the case. They've gone from one extreme to the other, right? right? You know, when, Jeremy, you were probably doing news when this was the case. There was a couple years there where if a guy left, if one guy left of their own accord, it was like, holy shit, they actually left WWE. They were just yeah. having everyone come through the doors. Now, and, it, you know, I'm not going to necessarily name them, but there is legitimately like six, seven talents that I feel like are truly safe. To the point where I would actually read the notification and go, "Holy shit, that's one thing I don't want to say." What they don't even announce these releases anymore. No, I saw you. What your, the fuck?
2: Yeah, I I saw your tweet about that last night, and they they never really release announce like the NXT releases. So when they haven't been announcing those, it's like okay, sure. But these main roster ones they used to at least in April, and I feel like this is the last time they did this was was April. Bray was an exception because he was a singular release yeah. on, on a Saturday. Um, but at least in April, they had like the big master list of everyone they released. And then since then, I'm not sure they've done like that, that list of, Hey, we've released all these people. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but hey, I mainly just get it from when Sean reports it.
1: Yeah. It's strange. I, and there's a real kind of gloomy, cynical way of looking at it because they released, like, this news came out at, like, half nine on a Thursday before the go-home to one of their bigger per views of the year. And it's like, if you didn't know better, Jeremy, huh? If you didn't know better, you'd sure think they just wanted to let this news just slide under the radar. And, like, let's be honest, that's basically what it is. Same deal when they did it during SmackDown, you know. And the truth is most of the audience doesn't care. And the more that you put it in this kind of timings, they definitely won't care. You know, by Saturday morning, they'll be talking about the latest time Roman Reigns said, "Acknowledge me" and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, SmackDowns tonight, people are going to talk about that. People are gonna—they're doing a bunch of media for for Survivor Series, so that all that's getting covered. Obviously, Survivor Series—it's in New York, so mm. you know they're getting oh. a lot of media on that, and you know people are going to be talking about Survivor Series. It's—it's it's very uh, Reese says it like cowards. Uh, they won't admit it publicly. Like it's cowardly. The the when they do, like when they do the actual releases, yeah. yeah, they they won't admit it publicly. So like if you don't follow online and whatnot, and you're just a fan watching, you just okay, where'd this wrestler go? And then by the end of it, you probably don't care because they they hit you with uh, some new new person, right? So like, oh, let me talk to this
1: person. The one thing I will say is, and listen, what I'm about to say. I'm not going to name these people because there's no need to, but there are some guys and girls on the roster that have been there forever, and you could reasonably argue, even though you shouldn't be firing anyone that has four or five years on their deal especially, but you could reasonably argue there are some people on the roster that have run their course. They've done what they need to do on their shows. They've been on them for too long. As of late, there is this trend where, like, they're firing people that haven't done anything on their TV.
2: Yeah.
1: Like – Keith Lee, Cross, and I know there's more stuff to Cross, but I'm just going to name him because whatever. Hit Row is a perfect example. Tegan's a good example. There's a couple of others that I'm slipping in mind where it's like they were literally brought up to inject some level of fresh to the program. (laughs) They were cut before it could be on the program, you know? And that part of it's really – and, again, it's hard to say without saying they should have fired these guys. That's not what I'm saying. It's relevant. But it is kind of – it is an interesting element to the strategy, where it almost feels like because the office is such odd guard heavy now with Bruce and Johnny Ace, it feels like the new guys are just getting just getting their legs cut out from under them before they even stand up. You know, it's it's a really puzzling time, and that brings us to Tegan Knox. Who, look, I, I can imagine what people are saying on Twitter right now. Obviously, had a lot of issues with injuries, and that happens, right? However, when you get her. And you say, okay, we're going to put her on the main roster. To do what they did with her over the last few months is an absolute all-timer. You put her in a tag team for no apparent reason. Okay, if you're going to do it, do it. Commit to it. Well, they did commit to it. They had to beat the champs about 15 times to earn a title shot they never got. Then the team was broken up in the draft, which neither party was aware of as far as I know, until they actually saw it on Twitter. The other half of the team turns heel because, even though she's an incredibly marvelous babyface, that's another conversation for another day. And she's, you know, poor Tegan's over there, doesn't show up on Raw, was never seen in the end segments, as far as I know, where they're just watching the screens, which was like, you know, an alarm bell, Um, and she's gone. And it's like, what has she possibly done that's upset them that much they don't want to do anything for her? Isn't she worth a TV match? Couldn't she have wrestled, you know, Becky or Bianca on TV in a seven-minute match? You could see what you have rather than just this constant, like, she just didn't seem to get a foot in the door. It's puzzling.
2: A, she came back from the latest injury to NXT to yeah. do the feud with Candice that literally that same week she got called up. So it completely killed the NXT yeah. injury or, or angle. And then, yeah, they, they put her in a tag team that, that made no sense from the start. They did everything you said. And then, yeah, she, she was released. They, they really didn't, they didn't give her a chance on right. that. And th- this is what they, they love to do. Of um, They have, the talent, at least they had, they could release it. To everybody, they had the talent of you can just do like a, a like you said, a seven-minute Becky Tegan match, kind of see what you got, and then maybe transition to something else from there. Instead, they're just gonna run the same Becky match you've seen a hundred times because that's all that's all they know how to do. Yeah. And that Tegan yeah. I felt I felt horrible for because I, I literally just listened to an interview with Tegan. She was on Taylor Wilde's podcast this week. And she's talking about how, like, it's such a good situation. Her knee is healthy. You know, they finally – they found out she'd been wrestling with no ACL for a year and a half, and they – you know, she underwent surgery, and she felt good. She said it was healthy and everything. She was talking about the Performance Center and, and you know, praising it. One thing – and I haven't put this article out there, and I might just have to scrap the whole thing. But she was praising, like, how how well they do with, like, the, the mental health and everything. of like, oh, they, they really take care of you, and if you have an issue, yeah. you can – and talk to them and everything and it's just like
1: well that's the you know that's the other part of this sorry finish your point but that's same yeah like
2: th- this this cripples people's mental health okay? Yeah, because exactly, yeah. now you have somebody like tegan who like you said didn't seem to do anything wrong as far as we know like for, for right. everything we know didn't do anything wrong she's seeing she got released she's probably thinking what ha- what did i do wrong right and now she's questioning herself
1: Leo Rush had a tweet about this on the last round of releases, which unfortunately was about two weeks ago rather than anything longer than that, where he talked about kind of the like the uh, environment that it creates and how toxic it is and the anxiety it creates and all of that stuff, man. And, and that's really um, – that's honestly like maybe the bit that on a human level is most disappointing is like imagine actually being one of the guys on that cod right now just looking over your shoulder every turn. They did cuts two weeks ago. It's insane. Um, I, I just... Uh, the other thing two years with, 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 um, with Tegan is, like, she's one I worry for in the sense that, like, we all agree she's good enough to be on TV for any company she wants to work for, but she's one of those people, like, she didn't get any... Her name recognition really wasn't helped by being on the main roster because she was never on TV. So, like we talk about AEW can't hire everyone. And it's like the names of free agents is piling up very quickly, you know? And if you left WWE after like having a quiet last year, because unfortunately she was out for a lot of it. And then when she came back, they did nothing with her. It's like, it's really hard for me to come on here and just do the kind of positive, like the kind of positive, well, it will be okay. It's like, I don't know if it will be. I'm not going to sit here and pretend it will be. There's not many places that are paying very well. I hate break, Like, that, like, if she went to, or if, if anyone went to some of these other promotions, yeah, they would do good work, but, like, it wouldn't be this awesome thing for their career necessarily. Like, I'm not an expert. I haven't got that many people that I'm talking to in professional wrestling, but I'm pretty confident that, like, a lot of these companies that are running TV are not paying these people like television stars, let me tell you. Their shows don't rate well enough to do that to begin with. So yeah, that's the other thing is, like, if you even just look on – so, for example, and we both agree – there's people to watch their products. Teague will be a good fit in AEW, right? Yeah. You look at their TBS bracket, and it's like, damn, they've actually got a lot of women that need to be on TV more than they already are. You just look at people like Kira Hogan and Diamond A, they're not on TV, and it's like, well, Ember's a free agent. Mia Yim's a free agent. And it's like and you know, there's the Meach mentioned that that the idea of flooding the marketplace. It's it's really brutal. And it's tough to talk about, but like I can't, I can't just sit here and do the bullshit. Where it's like it'll all be fine, guys. It's like they don't, a lot of these people don't want to work for these companies, man. They're not very good, you know. They don't pay well enough. They don't have good exposure. It's hard.
2: Yeah, we we talked about this on the last set of releases, like you said, yes. which was
1: literally two weeks ago. It was November
2: fourth yep. when they did it. Um, like we talked about it then, of not everyone. You think that hey, they're gonna this person's gonna sign this place, this person's gonna sign this place, and and everything like AEW can only sign. They it's true, you make the joke of like they can sign everybody, but they can only sign so many people, and there's only so many people worth being like, Yeah, I'm gonna sign this guy, and I'm actually gonna do something with him. Like, I do think Tony wants to try to get people that he can and still let them work indies and everything, and, and like that's that's admirable, but most of these guys are just gonna try to latch on to wherever they can in independent wrestling, if they get on impact, if they, if they can get in yep. but I don't know what the pay is at these places. And it certainly, it certainly isn't like WWE money. And, and if nothing else with WWE, like you had some type of financial security there. Yes. While you that were was there. the big thing. Yeah. yeah. That's
1: obviously with that changing, it really becomes, it becomes very, very difficult. Um, it doesn't help. The situation with getting into Japan is so tough. Yeah. You, know, when you look at guys like Jonah and, and bud like it looks like they're gonna try and do the new Japan deal and how much easier would that be for them if they could actually get to Japan you know it's like it's a nightmare it, it's all so kind of it's such a it's such a difficult thing that,
2: that's the visa thing is another thing that's another place where tegan yeah. might have some trouble yeah because yeah. it look how long it took the Iconics to get on television look how long it took Jonah to, to latch onto somewhere like it takes a while with it with this visa thing and that screws people yeah. over. As well, who is um some somebody Katrina, Katrina Cortez? She sell she's got to sell yeah. all her stuff because her visa yeah. expired, and WWE is not going to help with that. Like doing this to to the international talent and then not helping with with the visas is is another level of just complete bullshit and and inhumanity on their part.
1: Yeah, and again, it will mean almost nothing because unfortunately. They have built a system that relies on maybe two to three individuals, and the rest is just filling time. And beforehand, for whatever reason, good for the talent because they got paid for a while there. They had built this system, but refused to use it that way, right? But they had a system that didn't really need individual talent or star power. But they were buying, they were signing every single great individual in the industry. At some point, they realised, man, I think that first set of releases was a big one, like. They can basically do this and have no real ramifications. And they will have ramifications for you and I. Raw would be a better show for you and I if Deonna Prazo was the top heel in the women's division, or she was featured in the women's division, I should say. Yeah. You know, SmackDown would be a better show if Swerve was rolling and was was climbing the clock, the card, so on and so forth. Keith Lee, Miro, you know, how much better would Raw be if Miro was of it? Sure. Would the viewership be any different? Probably not. So you end up in this really precarious position where it's like there is no security because there's very little chance that any of these releases are eventually going to truly come back to bite them beyond us two on a podcast saying they missed on Swerve. Oh, look how good he is as the TNT champ right now. You know, because normally that means nothing to them. And I wish I could kind of say otherwise and be like, they'll pay for this. they are letting them grow a lot of great people, and a lot of talented people. But, I don't believe that for a second. You know, they've they've basically secured themselves. Now, when the end of this TV deal comes, maybe something will change. Personally, I don't think you're gonna have to negotiate it. I think they'll be sold by then. That's my belief. Okay, but for now, man, they're they're making money regardless of what you and I think, and that's really kind of sad.
2: And, and here's the here's the other thing is like, yeah, they're they're missing on all of these people. Yeah, like they. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure out how to how to word this. Um, it's difficult. Yeah, they're, they're missing on all of these people, but they don't necessarily need these people with the talent that they already have if they had creative, competent creative in the first place. I hope that makes sense. It, yeah. It's not to say, like, you could use... Look, if Miro, if they had him and they used him better, it'd be great. Their television would be better. They got guys who can do kind of Miro's role, they just don't use it. Yeah. They don't do anything, they're just not creative
1: competent. And competent look, there's competent definitely creative. something to what Mark mentioned in the chat about the ratings. Oh, I just don't, I kind of think that's the trend because the product's terrible. That's, so, this which is, is to this Jeremy's is point, yeah, yes, you this, need this to is do my point, right?
2: It's like it, they're not losing ratings because they're releasing all of this talent. I, I really don't think that. I don't think people are actually being like oh, you release more people, I'm going to tune out. There's some people who I'm sure are like that because your investment gets hurt in, in this stuff. Yeah, like You can't invest in any of these people, right? Like, mm-hmm. There's no reason to invest in any of these people. You don't know what... They don't have plans right. for any of them. Absolutely. But, yeah, I don't think their ratings are getting hurt because of all of these releases. Their ratings are getting hurt because they, they don't know what they're doing creatively. And that was my overall point of, yeah, we can say they missed on Swerve, we, they missed on Keith Lee, they missed on all of these people. Even if they didn't have these people, their show still sucks.
1: Yeah, they could still very much, with the people that are left standing, create an infinitely better program. Yeah. <laughs> and the truth is it isn't the bodies that are on board. It's more the way they use. Like, they've still got Ricochet, for Christ's sake. I mean, he doesn't do right. anything on that show. Like, there's loads of examples of it. I don't even need to name just Rico. Mustafa Ali. You know? There's nothing on their show. Like, the like the show, as a, as a wrestling fan, it was... Object- their show if you go back to 2019 with the talent they had they should have been producing the best content they've ever produced objectively okay and now even if you went all hands on deck it wouldn't be as good as it could have been in 2019 however it still should be way better and i've always been of the belief and jeremy you know this i think in the end they're going to move down to one roster now probably be after they're bought out by one of these big conglomerates and they'll have one crew rather than the brand split, and they'll run it as they need to, to you know, it's basically as they need to, to to churn that content out and keep making the money they're making. Um, it's just difficult, like Mark's correct, absolutely. That the creative being bad, you know, that's why the the that's why you miss on guys like Miro, but at the same time, as you said, like there are other guys that are still there, that you could have. Featured, they just don't. They, just, they don't do it because they don't care to. They don't have any interest yeah. in that. Like, it's it's really hard for me to believe this will actually have any ramifications. To be honest with you, I I doubt it. Well, they'll do another set of releases a
2: week before Christmas next month, and yep. we'll, we'll everyone will
1: log on Twitter and say they're shocked and surprised, mm-hmm. and then they'll just like forget about it and move on, and then eventually one of the release wrestlers will say something mean about WWE in an interview and we'll all decide they were actually bad We'll move on. You know, it's all bullshit. And all this stuff about support the wrestlers, not the promotion, Waiting to see that in evidence for most of these accounts. Don't, I don't yeah. actually see that happen. Waiting for that yeah. to be the deal. Um, it's, it's all, you know, it's all complete smoke and mirrors. You and I know that like, and I'll say this, like there needs to be more evidence that, People are willing to watch these other promotions because the idea of like another AEW arriving, ain't happening, guys. I would love it. It would be great if there was another AEW just alongside it on a different network. It's not going to be the case, unfortunately. You know, if you do get a third promotion, it's going to be a lot more comparable to Impact and MLW and them than it is AEW. So I don't know if you've seen the card for this weekend's Impact show, Jeremy. Have you seen that? Someone on Twitter pointed out that a lot of the card are guys that have been released in the pandemic by WWE. Okay, how much buzz have you seen for that card?
2: They just announced like the full card last night. Impact. Yeah.
1: Have you seen anyone talking about it though? Is my kind of
2: no. Th- this is well. This is kind of sort of my point as well. Is like they they're just now getting around to like right, announcing look,
1: the full <laughs> and... They have immense flaws, but like what I'm yeah. getting at is. That show will be available for around eight bucks on Impact Plus. Yeah. If I go on Twitter when that show's on, I will not gonna see many tweets about this show. And I'm I'm not saying that is the audience's fault. They could do a much better job of being a hook giving a hook and being interesting, certainly. However, there is a reality to like people only want to watch so much wrestling in a week, man. Yeah. And there are a lot of people that are bored of WWE and they're, con- they're content with AEW and they may say they want a third promotion, but they ain't really going to watch it. They don't actually care. they just, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of posturing, frankly. It's, um, unfortunately, the, you know, the is in a situation where if WWE doesn't want these guys. <laughs> it's it's going to be real tough, real, real tough based on what I've seen.
2: I didn't know Impact. I didn't know Turning Point was actually this weekend. I cover this stuff. I did not know it was like actually
0: this week. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com it's like your own personal post office sign up with promo code program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts That's stamps.com code program
2: again they they haven't done a great job promoting it and there hasn't been any buzz on on my timeline for it like it and been there hasn't been anything uh Dion says yeah support women's wrestling then empower according to reports did 3,500
1: buys, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Well, end up, I don't know, I don't know what they generally do. I'm not gonna lie to you. I remember reading that one of their papers did like 800 buys, so yeah, true. <laughs> I don't know, I agree with the point though. Like, it's a real thing. Um, you said it, and I'm gonna reiterate it like that meme about AEW can't sign everyone, like, we have to be honest with ourselves. Like, they can't yeah <laughs> Like, if we're being really honest about there about their limit the last pay-per-view card they had to like pair andrade and malachi versus cody and pack to get those guys on the pay-per-view you know you've got women that have not been seen on tv in the longest like it's a thing i think they could probably add a couple more but like they're not they are not gonna be russians just at everyone um and the rest is the rest ring of honor you know Ring of Honor is – the way that show has been promoted by some of the talent, Jeremy, they seem to have a very similar outlook to you and I, which is – end is nigh, you know? Um, I don't know if you saw the thing they put out with the Briscoes, but they were, like, like promoting the show by – in a lot of ways, just kind of saying this is, you know, this is the last – the final battle, the literal final battle. And I really hope that's not the case because with all these new releases – Ring of Honor being around in any form is good for the industry, right? You just need places. You need stuff where the product can – where guys can find their footing in in a different setting. It's it's really – it's kind of a a concerning time right now, I have to be honest.
2: Any place where they can get a steady paycheck, even if it means taking independent dates on top of that – and I, I hate to say this, even if it means like you still gotta get like some type of second job, but mm-hmm. as long as you can get a steady paycheck from one company and you get some visibility out of the company. What's Ring of Honor's visibility at this point? It's not great, but at least you know you get on some type of television, you learn how to work in a television aspect a little bit. You work in front of if they a decent audience uh sometimes, and then it potentially leads to more more opportunity elsewhere like the fact right. that even even if ring of honor isn't what it used to be and you know it it is what it is now the fact that there's just one less of those places still isn't good for the industry even if ring of honor is where where it where it turned
1: out to be well, ring of honor is a great example where we both agree they did a poor job of promoting that they were free on online right we both agree that they did a poor job of telling people you can actually watch our TV every week for free on our website or on fight TV. Unquestionably poor job. There is also truth though, to the reality that people did not know and just didn't want to watch and didn't care. <laughs> and that is on ring of honor for not being interesting enough. Certainly. It is also an indication though that people have enough wrestling and you know, unfortunately we have to be realistic about who the fan is, who this elusive fan is like if they're around then I'm assuming AEW's got them, because believe it or not, contrary to the kind of loud minority that screams about how AEW's too silly and stuff, like the audience that wants just like the edgy AEW part to be the whole show is like a huge niche. Like that person probably is already watching these promotions. They're just not many of them. They don't, you know, they're loud on Twitter. Doesn't mean there, there's a lot of them in, in reality. It's a uh, It's a lot, man. Like, I've had the experience. My my brother's, you know, he never watched any non-WWE, and he's an AEW fan now, and he has to watch, like, he watches the TV, that's three hours, you know? And then if he was going to watch anything else, he'd probably try to watch the YouTube shows. Well, that's another two shows. He certainly ain't rushing to watch MLW Fusion, you know? It's a lot. There's a lot of wrestlers, and it's like, we all kind of have to, we have to kind of accept that, like, the audience that really wants there to be like a different promotion on every day is us nerds. And that isn't enough to actually fuel a promotion in terms of popularity and exposure. Let me tell you, like it's not, and again, ring of honor should promote better. They should be more interesting, but like, let's be honest. A lot of people just didn't actually want, like they didn't didn't care, you know, same thing with impact, like access TV, is it in a, ter- a terrible network to be on? Yes. Could you sign up for like a dollar and watch the whole show on YouTube every week? Yes. Do people do it? No. Like, it is what it is. It's, a, it's not a great sign, but it's the truth. It is.
2: Now let's talk about where all these people are going to go, Joseph.
1: Okay. All right. So um, Shane Thorne is interesting. I'm wondering if he's going to reunite with his, with his old partner. I feel like Who's- he's
2: New Japan strong bound.
1: Is is uh, Mikey Nichols still on New Japan?
2: Um, I'll double check. I don't know if he's been on there for a while. He got but... booked
1: initially, didn't he?
2: Yeah.
1: I could actually see. Uh, I could see Machine Gun wanting to do like a little tag program with with them too, because I know they're friends. That'd be interesting for, for Impact. They, you know, the Impact tag ranks have always been so just, just bare. Um, they could help in that regard. If so... he wants to be a singles. Go ahead.
2: So Mikey Nichols, he hadn't done New Japan since World Tag League 2019. Uh, he really hasn't been active. He's only wrestled one, two, yeah. three, four Tra- matches. Australia, it's, I don't know yeah, if he's still in Australia. An
1: but they, he, is. But, um, he is. So, look, I don't. if they want to be a team, there's options. He's a really interesting one, Shane Thorne, Shane Haste of singles because he's a guy that always stood out as a tag, always stood out as a tag. And people would always go, oh, he could be a singles. And obviously he got no chance to show that in, in WWE, not even like a yeah. glimpse of him. Again, not even a guy that got a match with a, with a top guy to see what he could do. Um, he could be one, quite frankly, that could shock people, I think. I'm not saying that will happen because I actually think it will just go back to being, you know, the the um, TMDK guys, you know, as a tag, but like, I could see a world in which he comes in to a to a promotion and people go, "Holy shit, where has this guy been?" Well, the answer is he's been sitting in catering, watching TV every week at WWE. You know, I think there's, I think there's a real chance of that. I hope so, anyway. What do you think, Jeremy? Any instincts on on Shane?
2: I I think he's New Japan strong bound if that's where he wants to end up. And if Mikey Nichols, if they can get him to yeah. to America from from Australia, it, it just feels like he's ended up in up back with a. Uh, tm61 or the mighty don't kneel whichever yeah whichever way you want to
1: a good team. At it. Um
2: yeah they, look when they came into nxt they were, they were great love them mm-hmm. but, you know thing, things happen think he'll reprise his role as slapjack anywhere
1: maybe in like a talking shopper mania
2: <laughs> oh he'll definitely do that yeah. shit definitely
1: drake awesome. maverick he posted an awesome video last night dude yeah oh yeah well, first off the video was
2: awesome the fact that like he had that in the chamber, like he knew, and that's it. That's shitty. Like he knew that my time's gonna come again at some point. I'm gonna have this ready to go when it happens.
1: Yeah. Well, he's a guy that I couldn't have been less surprised to see him produce that, like that because he's just one of those, he. He figures out yeah ways of being creative and you know ways of getting out there and he, he nailed it with that. There's a place for him. I don't know like immediately what he is. My instincts is like he'll just go and be a character on Impacts TV. And the only reason I say that is because they do a lot of the like character, you know, the vignettes and pre-tapes they do. And he's awesome at those. And he obviously had a run there before that went really well. He's really versatile in that he can be kind of a heel comedy character or he can be a babyface underdog. Like when he was in TNA the first time, he did some awesome stuff as a real babyface. Like working EC3 and doing all that stuff, man. He was, he was great. Um, AEW is a tough fit, I find, when I try to picture that one. I gotta be honest with you. I'm not saying he couldn't do it, I just don't see what, how they would like present or frame him on TV.
2: My, my gut on Drake is he does an EC3 thing. I'm sure they're going to do a control your narrative, free the narrative three. I feel like he'll be part of that in, in some aspect. Um, I could see a spot for him in AEW as as like a manager. They love their factions. In yeah. AEW, I don't know if you know this, but they love <clears throat> factions and I could see him coming in as like a manager who also works like
1: like when he needs to. So a presentation, I mean not exactly cuz he was a goof in this too, but more akin to what he should have been when he was managing like AOP, where he's yeah. like he has like a big you know an act that he can kind of be the mouthpiece for. Peaceful. That works. Right. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, he can do a plethora of things on some of these TVs because he could be like an authority figure. Yeah, he can yeah, be he, a manager. He, he can do all that
2: stuff. He's a guy who you give him anything, any role, he's gonna kill it. Like that's just absolutely. a talented, talented guy.
1: Yep, absolutely. It's another one that just you know. There's, there's a lot to talk about of him in the sense that yeah. he, that poor dude, like he, they made it an angle that he reclaimed his job and then fired him a year later. Like, fired his
2: tag and, team partner first, and then, yeah, true, yeah.
1: yeah, fired him. Yeah, the HFO thing's interesting. I don't, I gotta be honest, guys, and like, if that's how how Spud gets his gig, then like, oh hell, um, nothing but love, I'll accept it, but. I mean, HFO probably is nearing its end <laughs> in terms of being, like, a bigger on TV, so I don't know if that's the play. Um, I think it's probably high time that, like, private party moves away and they just become, they become more of a – well, that's another conversation for another day. Um, well, I mean, we've talked about all the other people here that we should probably talk about. Talk dollar's interesting. I actually, like – I honestly have some respect for, like, his confidence in himself. Yeah. But like, he probably should have, someone in his circle probably should have been like, man, don't need to tweet that. Because in here, here's the thing with that. Okay. The tweet I'm talking about, to be clear, is the now infamous we can promo.
2: Yeah.
1: And a, the real core belief behind that tweet is not really very sinister. At all. it's literally as innocent as, he kind of believed in his heart that they were good enough that the system would be fair enough for they would climb the ranks because we can do it all we, you know that was his attitude we can do it all there's no way um there's no way we're going to fail in the system but he just unfortunately he didn't realize that there's no there is no like cream wall riots in that promotion. No. It's been no. gone for the longest time. As much
2: as as much as they want to always say cream rises, grab brass ring and
1: all that. Yeah, damn, it's bullshit. Yeah, and yeah, it's, exactly. it's, it's been that way for the longest. So yeah. now I don't know. I don't know the guy. He's like look, we can't pretend otherwise. He can't really like, you know. He, he didn't help himself with some of shit he did on Twitter, and that's whatever. I've probably been the same, so I can relate. No, you know, I get it. Um, but like if he wants to wrestle, I mean, he's a big athletic guy, I'm sure they can find something for him to do somewhere, you know. Maybe him and Adonis be a team somewhere. I, I don't know. Like, Adonis is one of three. i I've only seen him work a couple of times. His look is like my guy. I remember seeing that dude on 205 live before any of this hit rose. i be like, holy, she, he looks like a movie star, you know. So, there's a place, there's a place for. for both those guys and B. fab too, who looks like a star. I just haven't seen enough to tell you with confidence where it is. That makes sense. It comes down.
2: A good part of it will come down <laughs> to what Top Tha actually wants to do. Because may, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I listened to a few of his interviews, and he definitely seemed like a WWE Dream guy. Yeah. And, and to where, like, once that ended, <laughs> he, he's just unsure of, of what he's go what he was really going to do elsewhere and obviously his, his tweets and stuff probably didn't endear him to a lot of right. places but I'm with you like he he thought the system was different and that he could they could rise to the top because they yeah. could promo and that's that's just not the case how it works. The problem with that is by doing that by doing the the stuff with the bucks and everything like they upset people uh with, with that or he upset some people by doing yep. that stuff and that's gonna you know that could burn them um I do wonder if he just if he tries to go people have mentioned hosting gigs. Maybe he he he's got a podcast, maybe he continues to to do those hosting gigs. Maybe he tries to can throw more into to his rap career. I just don't know if Top dollar is a guy that's just gonna want to be making the towns every single week.
1: I will say quickly, because I talked about this a little bit on Patreon last night, that a lot of this Twitter stuff is ultimately harmless. I will say that with all due respect, his handling of the Jinder Mahal diss track was, like, an absolute tutorial on how not to use Twitter. I mean, it was – and listen, I understand. I couldn't put up with that show mentions either. But that was an L that he should have just taken, and he was fucking – he was so online, man. He's sitting there trading insults for people in the – it was just – not even trading in it's just like hiding replies, you know, and pretending it wasn't a thing. It was a mess. So if people are overselling his bad Twitter stuff, oh, I would hope it's more rooted in that one where there was some actual offense taken than like him being mean to the Young Bucks. Because yeah. you and I are like, this be real. If you're actually offended on the Young Bucks' behalf, like, come on, <laughs> grow up, grow up. That's like, cool. But that one was like, please stop. It was because uh, I'm a fan of that act and I was like, oh God, this is going to go poorly. Um, I don't believe for a second that's why they got cut, though. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's bullshit. No. Um, They—they're just looking for excuses, man. Yeah, just looking for excuses. They probably didn't have anything for hit right? Maybe that was their reason they got they could you know just move on. Um, I think it's about everyone in terms of where they're going to go, though, right? Like, do you have anything extra on uh, on Adonis and and B-Fab? Adonis is, is probably.
2: I feel like he will be a guy that might make towns and stuff. Yeah. I could see him. I could see him going to like MLW. Um right. B Fab. B Fab, I'm not sure. I almost want to put her in the in the same Yes uh, as, as Top Dollar of like I just I'm not I'm not sure if, if that's what she wants to do because she has she has like some star quality to her. And I, I just don't know if it's in wrestling
1: though. Yeah, it's there's a lot of overlap there in terms of you just don't know what they want, right? It's difficult. Yeah. It's this you know, I'm assuming they have a lot of options in terms of career, so Yeah, look, Hit Row will go down as honestly one of the more interesting WWE experiments in that they had about a five-month existence, seemingly got over huge, an era of NXT that didn't go over anything, was called up immediately when some of the pieces probably wasn't ready, and then was released within a month. I mean, help me if I'm wrong here, Jeremy, but I don't think there's many comparisons to that, to be honest with you. That's like kind of a unique case. That was that, you know. That's different to a guy like Swerve's. You know, he's been around for some time, but he's still different to guys like Keith Lee and Crossroads. Like everyone knew what they were. Vince didn't get them and moved on. This was an act that they like built in house. Everyone liked, and they just immediately got rid of. It's insane.
2: Yeah, the hit row stuff. I mean, I, I said it earlier, but for for newer viewers. I thought it was I thought it was very good on NXT. It was definitely something different on NXT at a time where that show could could feel a little lifeless. Um, and by all accounts they were allowed to to be themselves in NXT. They got to WWE and they Vince was going to do what Vince does with, with that kind of act and I never I never thought it, w- it was going to work on the main roster because of that and it didn't. Okay, right. it's, it's it's not not because of their talent. It's just because of everything we've known about Vince McMahon and, and the company. Certain people can break away. Somebody mentioned New Day earlier. New Day was failing at first as well. It became co- like a mean comedy act. Like that's completely different than an actual hip hop group of, you know, Vince right. ain't, ain't going to notice that. Like he, He's not connected with that. You just got guys out there popping themselves, doing some comedy and stuff and, and making fun of children and whatnot. Like that's fine. But
1: yeah, hop. Yeah.
2: It's, yeah. Know
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, it's worth saying this. I think we're about done here, but it's what I probably should say this because I, I dunked on old triple Paul a lot on our program. And even there was one hilarious uh, closing statement where I just, you know, put the boots to them and all that stuff. Like, I don't know. You know, Triple H is – he is what he is, right? <laughs> interesting guy, interesting piece of wrestling history. Hope he's well in terms of health. Obviously, that goes without saying. I will say that for all my criticism of that NXT product, I hope everyone is aware that, like, I absolutely understand that he had a better grasp of where wrestling was going than the people that are in charge now, you know? Like, I have—I had a lot of fun dunking on that dude when he was getting beat in the demo and all this shit. It's funny to me. Sorry, it is. However, it is very, very clear when you look at the NXT that he was creating and crafting, like he definitely had a better grasp on the industry's trends than Bruce yeah. Pritchard and these yeah. days. Like, and I'm not saying it was perfect, but like I was at in Takeover in New Orleans, you know, like I remember those takeovers fondly. And there was a vibe to them that the only comparison I can make. Is the shit that we're seeing right now over AEW, and it's on a different level, obviously. But there's yeah. truth to that comparison. There really is. Oh,
2: no, there NXT was that alternative AEW yeah. until AEW came along and just did it bigger and better.
1: But they were the real alternative, almost. Right? It's weird. Right. Like when they came along, it almost became. And as Meach mentioned, the stuff with the women's division is big too. That's saying, that's a big part of his legacy, rightly so.
0: Yeah.
1: But like, Shu always says to me, NXT was the alternative until we got a real one.
2: Yeah. And that, there's a lot to
1: that. but that's not Triple H's fault, but it is true, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, we've 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 had our fun with, with Triple H. I feel like we've also been fair in defending him of the things he did do for yeah. NXT and the things that he couldn't control when he handed Vince, hey, here's Finn Balor, here's Shinsuke Nakamura, here's Samoa no. Joe, and nothing
1: came of it. Like, exactly. You can only do so much. You can lead a yeah. horse to water and all that good stuff. You know, it's, it's difficult. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's... Uh, I'll say this. People can watch whatever they want. It gives – I do get like a – when I see this stuff, it makes me happy that I'm not one of the people that these idiots can just say, well, you're going to watch anyway too? Because Jeremy can confirm I will not watch anyway. Um, Nor will he, for that matter, unless he's getting paid to. So watch what you want. The one thing I'll say is if like any wrestling you're watching regularly makes you angry and upset, Probably try to reassess whether that needs to be some of the wrestling you're watching. I mean that because that's I've been there. No need. Trust me. But, you know, I'm not into about the, the right and wrong in terms of consuming content. We all do, you know, whole shit. We all do stuff that's linked to some sort of filth and corruption. I would just say try. This is my tip for the day. Ready for this, Jeremy? Try your best not to go into wrestlers' mentions five minutes after they lost their job and inform them that this is just business. Capitalism is here. Get the fuck out, you out people, of here. People do that. Oh, go- check Ty Valkyrie's quote tweets. She oh, I believe tweet. it. Yeah, when no. she was. Yeah, she, yeah. Was, she was firing, brother.
2: Well, I, I actually, like, I hate twi- tweet articles. I was like, oh, yeah, that's an easy one. But
1: she was getting I obliterated by people telling her that this is capitalism. Like, she's yeah. like she's supposed to be level headed about her and her husband losing their jobs.
2: It's. I. When she lost her job, I thought it was bullshit. Um, one, because she'd just gotten there and. She never really got the big opportunity in NXT, and if they're not, they weren't apparently weren't going to use her on the main roster. And even if they were, look what happens there. Morrison was over in the UK during that, like just, just yeah. shit timing. And then, yeah, two weeks later, they're going to fire her husband. I she had every right to be pissed off, and to, and look, I think she is right that that company doesn't care about the talent. Like, no, like, we've talked not. about like they, they released her while her husband's still employed and he's over in the UK. They released these international talents, don't help him out with visas and everything. See, like
1: this is where this is where, and this is what we were talking about earlier. I wish the industry had more big money, major league options, so that someone like Ty Cree who's done what she's done could like just say fuck them all along. You know? Yeah. Because to me, her having to go and be like NXT to begin with was whole shit. You know? She's been on TV for years. Get just put, If you want to sign her, put her on Raw or SmackDown. If not, don't. However, um, unfortunately, she can't really have that attitude when she's looking for places to go because there aren't many places you can really go and make the kind of money she was hoping to make, you know? Because I saw a lot of people between her where well, you still sign her, and it's like, how many options do you think these people have, man? You know? Like, it ain't... This ain't the NBA, folks. There ain't 30 teams lining up to sign you to a deal. Like, there's not, if she was in impact, she knew what that money was. And she, you know, she wanted to take the big swing at the big place and she got no real opportunity to start make that stick. Tall shit. All of it was. She should have been treated with way more respect than that. But that's an industry wide problem because there's no leverage. But, you know, we've got into that before. We know that deal.
2: Let me read some chats real quick, okay. Joseph. You mentioned leading a horse to water. There's a famous Eddie Kingston line where he said, you can lead a horse to the water. If the horse doesn't drink the water, it's not a good horse. You got to drown the horse.
1: Oh my God. That recent Eddie Kingston quote?
2: Yeah, what interview? It was from some interview that I listened to. What was he talking
1: probably, about?
2: Uh, helping helping the young talent. He's like, I basically like can help them as much as I can. If they don't want to listen to me, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs>
1: He seems like most of them listen to him, to be honest. Yeah, Yeah, it seems you know wasn't always the case from what I can gather, but it seems like that way now.
2: Uh Genetic Ghost says, watch Swerve in a team uh versus the elite. Uh it was amazing. UK show back in 2017 where Kenny and the Bucks put them all over. Hard to hard at the end of the show. I hope he can see that again trying to find silver lining. Kate says, a long time listener. First time bobber chatter. i Am not calling it that? Is ROH bigger name than GCW? No, to me they feel equal, but very different. Love you guys. Sorry to, sorry you got promoted and had to write about more releases, Jeremy. Uh, such as the yeah, joke.
1: and so it was a question <laughs> about ROH and GCW. Yeah, well ROH certainly has like a bigger, like his name value in general is certainly bigger, but like his bars is so far distant, unfortunately, that it you know it doesn't really matter. It's a shame. Oh, this, uh, I'm really intrigued. This might sound morbid, but I'm gonna be honest. I'm kind of intrigued to see the quote, the uh, the buy rate that the final battle gets. Because that, anyone that's ever watched Ring of Honor is probably gonna try to watch Final Battle just because of like what it represents in yeah. theory. That will give a good example, a good insight into like what the reach actually is of the promotion. As yeah. sad as that sounds.
2: Uh, and Kate also said a cynical take, but is it possible to call up plus release them just to get ninety day non compete instead of thirty days? Hundred percent. But see that this is. the the thing with that is like that doesn't help WWE. I don't think because then they're paying them for the ninety instead of the thirty.
1: It it does though because the like level of buzz is so affected. Sure. So here's how I explained it the other day. Okay, this is okay. this is going to scare you, Jeremy. Oh no. How long ago does it feel? Now I know you know it's only two weeks. But like it feels like a long time ago, poor Keith Lee got released, right?
2: Yeah.
1: If he was to debut in AEW on the first day of his no-compete ending, it would have been it'll be February. Brother. Yeah. By February, you and I would have talked about 101 other things. And it's like, it's cool and all, you pop for it, but it's so hard for wrestlers to maintain that buzz. Um I honestly don't disagree with you though, just because 30 days at this point is also the where the news round is now. But I don't think Kate's wrong to say that like it may seem cynical, but I think it's probably saying to it, I'm being honest with you. I think there
2: might be a little something to it. I also just think that they They're
1: fucking idiots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I,
2: yeah. I, I well, I'm not trying to give WWE the benefit of the doubt here. I true I truly don't think they're like, oh, we're going to release these people at some point uh in the next you know yeah in the next two weeks let's call them up first so they have to do 90 instead of 30 and then we're gonna release them. I truly You're think right. it's like hey yeah. let's try let's call them up and then let's see what we can do with them and then after two weeks they just give up and it's like oh well fuck it let's let's just release them.
1: It's probably fair they're so incompetent you know it's yeah pretty it's difficult to <laughs> really and, and people like how can they be incumbent? You see how much money they make? It's like, yes. As a wrestling operation, you know? As a, as a wrestling operation, I think they're objectively competent at this point. Like yes, exactly. they've they've blown it with elite talent. Yeah. As a business, they do a good job of getting those, you know, riots deals and doing all this other whole shit with like, like this. But as a wrestling promotion, they suck. Yeah. The the Kate brings it out of the chat. The draft thing is um the draft thing is outrageous. The it's draft was six of, weeks ago. <laughs>
2: it's another thing of just, like, incompetence. Like, they think they want to do one thing, and then a day later, they decide they're going to do something else. This is what they do. Yeah. This is literally what they do.
1: Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. If we're being honest like I, yeah, it's, I, I t- it's I t- so tweeted, bad.
2: I tweeted it last night because I had I had nothing better to tweet, but it's like, we know who this company is. They've told us for Every, they tell us every single week who they are on screen and off screen. It's just like, it not, It doesn't surprise me anymore. None, none of it surprises me.
1: Me either. But the talent as well. It is, it is like objectively funny, sad, all of the above. That there is like a debate as to whether or not this is even like bad, you know, yeah. like it's like imagine any other promotion struggling this much with such great talent <laughs> and imagine it meaning like ultimately their fan base being so unmoved by it all. It's incredible, man. This is like historic levels of wastefulness and, and uh, incompetence and, you know, all of the above it's, it's historic levels. It's they're running through top talent, at, uh, like an unprecedented pre- pace. Um, but again, I'm sure everyone will be, you know, fired up about how good the Survivor Series was, and we'll wait until the next round of releases to do the whole thing again. It's like it's a never-ending cycle. It's terrible. And I'm not saying, again, this isn't me telling anyone they should do something. Like, protest. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's kind of a bummer, like, how just interchangeable they've made all these people. I mean, that's just not what wrestling is or should be. It's, It's sad.
2: I... When this stuff happens, I legitimately question why, why I continue to like cover and watch this stuff every single time. I like question
1: the whole it. industry,
2: mainly WWE, like mainly WWE. So because I'd still watch AEW, I like AEW, but WWE, you, I, I really question why why it, it's covered. How I know do you why. feel
1: about? Well, yeah, this this is the thing, right? Is it's the biggest stories a lot of time. Well, not. I think actually, at this point, AEW stories for our audience are bigger. But like, it's a big story. There is a big part of me that believes that as wrestling sites, we should just follow their lead, and they obviously don't really care about our coverage, so we should just be like, oh, fuck it. But then I'll see at the same time Sean will get an interview of Drew McIntyre, and it's like, <laughs> I guess <laughs> I don't know. I I don't really. I, I actually think there's a lot of truth to us covering professional wrestling rather than what they claim to be, which is, you know.
2: I mean, we, for, for the most part, we we've yeah. we moved our show to the stuff we enjoy. We talked about Charlotte and Becky yesterday because I thought that was an interesting conversation to have
1: because yeah. it's
2: one of the few things in the past however many years they've done that's sort of interesting. But, like, I'd be completely fine if, and we've kind of moved this way. We just never talked about this company outside of, Oh, the the talent is doing something interesting. The company's not doing shit that's interesting, but the talent is doing something interesting.
1: I absolutely agree. But like in the grand scheme of things, we are a massive outlier for even doing that. Yeah. Because it still is the it still is what stirs most of the drinks in wrestling media, you know? Yeah. 100%. And I'm not saying that's wrong because people have to cover it. Like no one's coming to us for news. So it's different. We have a kind of we've got a luxury in that sense. However, there is definitely something to be said for, like, I don't think it's hard because I don't want to speak for people, but, like, we definitely don't have to, like, waste as much breath as we do on this. And the only reason, to be clear, we're doing the stream now because for for many reasons, and some are cynical. The main reason is we've had distractions going to be lined up next week. I didn't know when we were going to be able to talk about this, and it was worth having the conversation as a one-off. But, like, generally... Generally, imagine, like, <laughs> imagine we just didn't have to do this thing where we kind of get angry every week about what whole shit they did on Raw, and instead we tried to talk about what other promotions are trying. Because, again, Impact and Ring of Honor, all these companies, they don't help themselves, but we could probably do a better job too, you know? I you guess. and I, we got too late on the Ring of Honor one, brother. We did. We got too late. We tried. We did try. We, we, we tried to resuscitate, and it was too late. Yeah. Nice. Up next, Impact Wrestling Watch Along. <laughs> never, never happened. No, but he's true. Like, I right, look, guys, I always try to review the pay-per-views and specials for that reason. I reviewed Empower, all of this stuff, because we probably should just try to shine the light a bit further rather than repeating ourselves every damn week on how mad we are about Raw.
2: <laughs> and this is why we pretty much stopped talking about right. Raw. And this is a big reason why I wanted to – not do the SmackDown review show anymore. Cause I can only say match was fine. Saw it last week. Doesn't mean anything. Roman stuff was good. You can only say that so many weeks in a row. Like you just.
1: Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's just boring. It's, yeah. Yeah. You know, in future, I think we've, you know, half of this show, we've, we've hit the right tone of what we should do in future, which is try our best to look forward for the men and women that are you know, being in these cuts because we could be really kind of sombre about it. But to be honest, the key is that we anticipate and look forward to where they do next. And you know, whether you're a fan or not, you give them a fair shot when when they turn up somewhere. And that's what I'm going to do: try and cover the uh, more promotions as we as we move forward here with our own channel and all that good stuff. It's Monday. I'm going to review that Impact special alongside Bob's review of the Survivor Series. So, yeah, and that's all for tonight, Jeremy Lambert.
2: I will, I will watch Survivor Series. I will watch Impact Turning Points, and I will give my perspective on both of those shows <sighs> on Monday. I gotta watch WWE. Like, see, that is the thing. Is like, I you can't are a unique, afford, yeah, yeah, like. I got a – tomorrow, WWE has a big media day where they're going to parade everybody out there and, you know, the media goes through their line and they ask their two questions and you have five minutes with a superstar and I'm going to have to write a lot of articles about, oh, yes, there should be stakes at Survivor Series. Like the talent knows this sucks. They just, yeah. they just show up, man. Show up, get their money.
1: Can you, uh, can you play the Sour clip so everyone can be happy before we go off the air? that should i should i
2: plug stuff i well, plug stuff bulls still okay. suck um yes i was i was gonna say everyone everyone sign up to fifo select listen to steven jensen's weekender podcast he does a great job of reviewing the independent stuff and all the stuff on the, the peripheral that maybe fans are fans are not seeing uh so you know support steven jensen he does great work
1: it's great work he's a piece of shit
2: he did uh he was very mean to me in mario kart
1: Yesterday, he's he's spiteful man. He get he lashes out sometimes,
2: you know. Yeah. Uh. So so do that tomorrow. I actually in like thirty minutes. I'm gonna be on Twitch playing video games with Joel Pearl tomorrow. I'm gonna be on Twitch playing video games. I think with Mike Straw. Hell no. What do you mean?
1: <laughs> Hell though? no. We said if you want to be on Twitch, I was like, no, no, oh, I need to go. I said, I need I'm to gonna
2: be. On I know Twitch. you are. Yeah. Mike yeah, Straw. Yeah, Mike Straw. He's Mike a good
1: He
2: is. Is a video game scoops There this is The next scoop is going to be games delayed because they don't have enough people to fill out the roster.
1: God, guys, can you imagine what we're going to produce when we tape this episode of The Distraction tomorrow night? Uh, Unprecedented, it's gonna be, yeah. It's going to be something.
2: Yes, Distraction next week uh, will be live taped at 3 p.m. Eastern, as usual. Uh, go to twitch.tv, Fightful Game. appreciate you all supporting us over here. And... We will see y'all later. Oh, we'll see y'all. See y'all later
0: on. Let's go. Oh, boy. No. no. Uh, uh, We got a real big big problem. Somebody keeps fucking me here.